Truth and Anxiety, Finding Comfort in the Word by Emily Sue Allen The road winds organically through the land with gentle curves around geological formations and no cross-traffic to speak of, just two lonely lanes, one traveling each way. Lush green is the dominant color in every direction except the silver of the road and intermittent glimpses of the sky. Stalwart trees spread their branches overhead, casting pleasant shadows on the road with splashes of sunlight wherever there is a break in the clouds. I'm not driving, and I find myself mesmerized by the moss on the trees, the tender undergrowth on the forest floor, and the gripping beauty of our morning mountain journey. It's vibrant with life, both inside and outside our 12-passenger van. We round the curves, my husband holds my hand, and we try to tune out the sounds of our seven energetic children in the seats behind us. Despite the chaos, I am able to breathe out some of the stress I've been carrying around for months, even if only for the moment, while the forest beauty whizzes by. I want to flourish like this magical mountain escape of a thousand shades of green. The past year has been one for the books, as they say. A few beautiful highs and more than a few burdensome lows. I feel a bit like a soccer ball being kicked around a field, disoriented, bruised, longing for this game to end so I can find my bearings and gather up all the parts of me that have been busted up and rearranged into a person I barely recognize. My husband, patient and tender, has gotten a crash course in keeping our household on the rails on the days I haven't been able to rise to it. Through months of layered health challenges, the arrival of a new baby, and a shifty postpartum recovery season, he has been a critical stabilizing force while I have quite literally crumbled into a heap in sickness and in health, has taken on new meaning for us both. Looking out over the lush green mountainside, I pine for a new season of strength, a fast forward through these struggles and reassurance that all this hardship will at some point produce a harvest. I hold on to the hope that brokenness is preparing the soil of my heart for seeds of righteousness to find their roots deep in my life, springing forth into a legacy that will last beyond my years here on earth. I hope for my labor to not be in vain. Sow for yourselves righteousness, reap steadfast love, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord that he may come and rain righteousness upon you. Hosea 10.12 By the faint glow of the bathroom light down the hall, I can see the shadowed outline of piled laundry to the side of my bed. Even more disconcerting, I sense shadows closing in on my soul, shooting pangs of anxiety throughout my body. I have had anxious thoughts all my life, ones that hang around in the back of my mind to fuel my worst-case scenario imagination. However, the anxiety I have been experiencing lately is far beyond angsty thoughts. It is a heightened, hypersensitive, physiological sensation that comes on without warning and once arrived, knocks my legs out from under me. I can never put my finger on just exactly what is wrong, but anxiety thumps through my chest and fatalist thoughts take over my mind. Do I need to go to the ER? Are my kidneys failing? Do I have a blood clot? Am I going to die? What will happen to my children? I race through all the possible things that could be gravely wrong, gulp in desperate breaths, frantically searching for a way out of the terror I feel. My brain, facing this onslaught with some resistance, attempts to talk sensibly to the rest of me. You're fine. You're not dying. You don't need to go to the ER. 
but my body doesn't listen, and it's all hands-on-deck panic time. To regain homeostasis, I try breathing deeply and slowly the way I've been taught. I try changing the flow of my thoughts. I land on the Bible verses I've committed to memory. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 29.11 A future. Hope for something beyond this gut-wrenching, chaotic anxiety that has been ruling my life in recent weeks. Blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. Psalm 1, 1-3, paraphrased. This image of a leaf that does not wither profoundly comforts me, probably because, in the midst of an anxiety attack, I have felt just like that, a fragile, withering leaf at the mercy of torrential winds. I have always been able to trust my body more or less, many uncomplicated pregnancies and cherished children later. I assumed I'd be afforded at least 10 or 15 years before I really had to worry about any health issues of consequence. That is, until our surprise baby number seven set off a chain of events plunging me into the hardest and most humbling year of my life. Now a full year into this monumental struggle, even my mind feels a little untrustworthy at times. I had never experienced this level of anxiety until a few months ago. Honestly, I had really only ever thought of anxiety as an issue of one's thoughts, having no direct experience with trauma or significant anxiety before myself. I have always been able to put my nervous thoughts in check, but something about this sideways year of complicated health issues has brought about this troublesome experience. I have a new, profound compassion for those who struggle with conditions beyond my understanding. It's certainly been humbling to try and explain these developments to people who have no frame of reference for the kind of fear I have been feeling. I've sought out help in several directions. Primary care doctor, counselor, pastor, my local community. I've searched high and low for a discernible reason or a quick fix. I'm like anyone else who prefers to avoid unnecessary pain and struggle. If there is an easy way out, sign me up. A pill? A procedure? a straight answer to my most pressing questions. But there hasn't been an easy way out, only a tumultuous and uncertain journey through. With my confidence shaken, I realize I have treasured comfort, insulation from pain, and the erroneous belief that I would get through these years of motherhood with only a limited amount of garden-variety struggle. Instead, my perspective has been radically changed. I am convinced, no matter what empty platitudes have claimed about, quote, God not giving us more than we can handle, end quote. Sometimes he does, in fact, give us more than we can handle, precisely so we can learn how to let him handle it, while we cling with every fiber of our being to the truth of his goodness, his faithfulness, his mercy, and plunge our broken selves into his healing word. Repeating the memorized living words of scripture steadies my trembling heart, and slowly, over several hours, helps me find my way out of my anxiety prison. Grace for today. Strength for today. Truth for today. A manna of sorts that must be collected and consumed in the present. In the shade of a maple tree, I sit with my friend, Michelle, catching her up on all the details of my recent experience with debilitating anxiety. We haven't seen each other for a few months, so I roll out the long version of this story while our kids play together on the playground. They are close enough to be supervised, but 
distant enough we have space enough to talk about the gritty stuff without little ears tuning in. I relay my harrowing bouts of overwhelm and how I struggle to breathe through swells of fear and panic when they come on. I tell her about how my life has gotten very simple out of necessity. She leans in a little and asks me, what does simplicity look like right now? I tell her I'm on a straight and narrow road that looks like a consistently early bedtime, reduced social media input, canceled commitments, a weekly counseling appointment, and as much time as I can possibly spend with an open Bible in my hands. I tell her how I recognize God is with me even in the terrible moments when anxiety takes over. He whispers his love for me in verse after verse and reminds me, I can do all things, including navigate anxiety, through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13, paraphrased. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Isaiah 26.3 I'm in a battle for peace, for joy, for health. I grieve the ways our family has been forever changed by my health trauma. It has been painful to come face to face with my weakness and drink the cup of total surrender to God and His plans for me. I have been weary and discouraged at times, wishing I could pass this cup, as they say. I'm also deeply grateful for how these struggles have brought me near to Jesus and to the straight and narrow path, the most direct route to His comfort, His rest, and His deep abiding peace. Today I have Jay Jones with me, who is the most recent addition to our Kindred Mom team. Jay, thank you for being here to chat with me for a few minutes. Hi, thank you. I'm so um, privileged and blessed to be here with you today. Yeah, well, our listeners might not know just yet because we haven't really shared a lot of details, but you are joining us on the team to help with uh, editing audio and kind of an apprenticeship mm -hmm. role. And so it's been really fun to have someone in the mix of that. And I love collaboration. So it's been fun to have you. I'd love for you to give just a quick two minute introduction to yourself and your family. Um, yeah. So um, again, I'm Jay Jones. And so my husband is Taylor and um, I have four kids. We have four kids together, Sammy, who's in uh, junior high. And we have Tucker, who is in fifth grade. We have a third grader, Charlotte. And then we have today, as a matter of fact, um, 19 month old Penelope, who mm -hmm. we call Poppy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you. You guys live in Chicago area. Yes, we're in Chicago. When you said we've known each other for about two years or chatting for about two years, I can't yeah. even believe it. It's, it's yeah. gone by fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you're dear to my heart. I'm so grateful to have you on the Kindred Mom team. And I'd love to turn it over to you to ask me some of the questions that we have prepared for this segment. Okay. Um, the first thing I'd like to ask you is what are you doing for yourself to relieve stress and to cope with the challenges that have come to your family and to your community as a result of the pandemic? Yeah, these are very tricky times. I have found myself with a wide spectrum of emotions from feeling really scared and anxious and stressed out to having a lot of peace oddly on some days. And so I think for me, the things that I'm doing to relieve stress is I've been out uh, walking and running in my neighborhood. The weather has been 
cold but sunny so it's been nice to be out in the sunshine and I also have just been trying to spend time um, filling my mind with things that are true and beautiful and good uh, because focusing on the difficulty and the hardship and the what ifs doesn't go so well for me. Right. So I guess along those same lines or getting deeper into that idea, um, what are you prioritizing and um, what are you trying to ignore right now? Yeah. So as far as what I'm prioritizing, I recognized really early on in this experience that my family is going to need to eat (laughs) a lot (laughs) since we're home all day. And I just needed to monitor the flow of snacks and the, the way that we use the food that we have stored in our house. And so I'm really prioritizing meal planning and meal preparation early in the day so that that's not stressful later in the day when I'm tired and people are grumpier. <laughs> and right. um, and also so we can just use our perishable foods and don't end up with anything wasted. So it's very practical, but that is at the top of my list right now. And what I'm ignoring, I'm trying to ignore the negative side of social media if I can. Although I do feel myself really drawn to want to be connected and hearing what people are experiencing. And of course, right. new information as it becomes available. Um, but I'm trying to ignore the doomsday side of things. Do you feel like um, you've had any meaningful moments of connection with your kids in this past week? I definitely have. Um, I've, I really just tried to assess where each of them are and whenever possible, just bring them close to sit near me or the littler ones sit on my lap and I just put my arms around them and ask them how they're doing, if they have any questions. And every time we get just still and quiet and close like that, I find that is really meaningful to me because yeah. um, it's very grounding for me. And I mean, I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that it's helpful for them, but it's also really grounding for me to just be like, I am here in this present moment with these children. And right now we are healthy and right now we are able to just focus on some simple things that are right in front of us rather than feeling like we have to fix everything out there where we really don't have any control over, you know, what's going on beyond the walls of our home. Yeah. What is the one activity that your kids have been doing and um, that has kept them happily occupied while you guys are at home? Yeah. So um, my kids are age range from, you know, 10 months, 11 months to 13 years old. And so there's a variety of interests, but um, I ordered a few things on Amazon to be shipped to our house so that they'd be able to do origami together because that That's can awesome. be done at a variety of levels of you know ability. And we can look up different things online for them to try to make origami-wise. And so origami is one. And then there's a couple of them that are really interested in doing embroidery. So they're drawing their own pictures on fabric and then they're embroidering it, which takes a nice long amount of time, (laughs) but they are, they just kind of carry it around with them everywhere in the car. If we happen to go somewhere and, um, it's just a nice kind of, okay. So this doesn't, this doesn't require a machine. No, they're doing it by hand with, um, 
a couple we have plastic canvas that the littlest ones can use they haven't started making those yet but I have the stuff for them and the older kids have hoops and fabric and um, tapestry needles that they can just stitch those things I'll show you some pictures when I have a chance <laughs> oh that's so cool okay is there a quote um, or scripture you return to in stressful times? For me, um, there's not a single one that is like, I always come back to this. Um, I find a lot of different scriptures are really comforting for me. Um, but this morning I was reading um, Proverbs 3, 26. Um, it says, the Lord will be your confidence. And the reason I love that one is that I get to remember that I don't have to feel confident that I am able to handle all these things that are coming or we won't know what the next day or the next week is going to look like. And um, for me, it's comforting to know that God does. He knows those things. And I even texted a friend who was feeling anxious yesterday that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that brings me peace. So. Amen. That's awesome. So anyway, um, Jay, I really appreciate you. And I'm so grateful that you're part of our team. And I can't wait till our listeners get to know a little bit more about you, hear more of your story, because you've been such a blessing to our team internally as we've been spending time working together behind the scenes. And um, I'm just praying for your family to come through this time with deeper love for each other and um, God's peace going before you. Amen. So. Amen. I love you. Thank you.